on that basis, this verse has been explained in other ways than the way we as Godius tend to explain it, which is very insightful from the time of Jiva Goswami. It's been explained to refer to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in his time, Jiva Goswami's time, of course, is after the appearance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the world, who is Avatar for Kali Yuga, and it is the appearance of the Godhead, therefore, in that time, but in a way that he um, not readily detected as such, because he appears as a devotee of himself, and so forth. So, it's a, it's a famous verse, but they say there are a number of different interpretations, so uh, I'll go into them, and then also explain why we've taken this particular route today. The first, let me cite the verse. Chaktva sudus jajasurep sutara jalakshmin dharmishta arya vajasala yadakaradharamiyam mayam rigam daitarep sutamam vadhavad vande mahapurushate charanaravindam I want to give you a general translation, and we'll go from there. Verse says, Chaktavasudus, Vandev Mahapurusha, Techaranadavindam. So I offer my pranam, myself, my, my being, my life, Vandev. Um, Mahapurusha. Mahapurusha means the Godhead. So. The great original uh, person, Vande Mahapurusha Charanaravindam. I offer myself at the lotus feet of the Mahapurusha to God. Who? Chaktavasudus Chadisarajitaraj Lakshmi. Who gave up the um, opulence, wealth. spiritual kind of wealth, which is a peculiar idea. I offer my respects unto him, on the lotus feet of the Mahapurusha, who gave up the uh, um, opulence of wealth and, and beauty, it also means. And uh, who is Dharmishtari Vatasa Yaradatram, who is very Dharmic and uh, upholds the principles of, of religion um, by uh, following the, uh, the, uh, the words of the text, sacred texts and uh, the advice of the saints and so forth and who entered into the forest and having entered into the forest he out of passion kindness uh, he uh, wandered throughout uh, throughout the forest is the basic idea so who's that talking about <laughs> that is the question as I say it's been interpreted in, in different ways. We want to talk about it 
um, today, this verse, because it speaks, as I say, about Krishna, about Ram, and about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And of course, we are followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the Gaudiya Sampradaya, and so our the Gaudiya Sampradaya and the teaching and person of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is peculiar in that it's very broad and far-reaching, universal, and very deep and specific in particular at the same time. He came, Bhagavan Sri Chaitanya, with a particular purpose in mind, uh, an internal purpose that we can say he's ultimately about, but in the context of pursuing that internal purpose, a more general and broad purpose was also accomplished. As I say, we're talking about this verse in relation to the Yugas as it it, 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 it refers to coming in the section as it does. And the uh, Yuga Dharma of Kali Yuga is Namsan Kirtan, to chant the names of the Godhead and so forth, and by that uh, attain uh, mukti, hmm? attain salvation. That's a very broad idea, the more very specific uh, and kind of deeper idea, really, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's appearances, that he is Krishna appearing and to taste uh, the himself from the vantage point of Radha. This is a very complicated and high theological idea, of course. And um, when we speak about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in this way, then we talk about the highest prospect that those in touch with him might also attain. Hmm? Um, so very broad and very uh, now very general, very specific. By general, I mean to say that as the uh, person personifying the uh, teaching the Dharma of the Yuga, he teaches the chanting of the Holy Name, and anyone can chant in any circumstance and the Holy Name for example, in the form of the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, has uh, many different uh, meanings. The name Ram is there. For example, today is Ram's day, so I've been in South India where there are temples that chant this mantra 24 hours a day, and in chanting it, they think of Krishna uh, as the hero of the Bhagavad Gita and Ram as the hero of the Ramayana, which is not what we would call, in the words of Raghunath Daskoswami, Nam Shrestam, he said, Raghunathaska Swami, of course, is the teacher and saint in our lineage whose writings, poems, and so forth um, very much um, encapsulate the highest ideal of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, where can take one ultimately into that which Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is pursuing internally, into the ecstasy of, of Radha and so forth. He's referred to as the Prayojan Tattva, the charge of Prayojan means the ideal. Hmm? Uh, Praying Prayojan. I said earlier that in the broad sense, the chanting of Hare Krishna is there for everyone in Kali Yuga, and by it you can attain Mukti. Hmm? Here we use another word, praying, praying prayojan, prayojan, the goal, and what is it? Praying, not mukti. Hmm? So, this is a particular use of the word, praying, um, referring, it means love, and therefore in the full sense of the term it refers to Krishna, hmm, who 
personifies the, the Godhead in relationship with devotees in all different uh, nuanced uh, flavors, mellows of love that we cannot find, we cannot experience in relation to Narayan, to Nishinyu, to, to Ram. So when you say Prem you mean to attain the ideal of Vrindavan, particularly highest within that is the love of Radha for Krishna. So, Mukti, on the other hand, is a very broad idea. There can be different types of Mukti, five types of Mukti. Salokya, Sasti, Samipya, Salupya. These are four types of devotional mukti. So the term mukti refers to salvation in 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 love of God, in awe, in reverence. Basically, awe and reverence is a type of love, but it's it's uh, as we know it in this world, not the full face of of love. That we find the full face of love beyond awe and reverence and in love and intimacy in Krishna's Leela. So, most lineages, as I say, uh, use the term mukti and look at Kali Yuga as an opportunity for mukti and of different kinds of mukti. There's the non-devotional mukti and then there's the devotional mukti. But our acharyas, our teachers, have used the word praying repeatedly and by doing so, they emphasize our goal is to attain following Chaitanya Mahaprabhu more narrowly, if you will, or more closely, more internally, the uh, the Lila, the Lila of Krishna in Vrindavan, and that touched by the influence of, of Radha. Hmm. So, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, very broad, ideal, uh, widespreading. As I say, people in South India chanting the Hare Krishna mantra and thinking of Ramchandra. So they chant of Ram, and think of Balaram, Parasharam, or Ram, Radha, Raman. Raman here being a name, another name for Krishna. Nam Shrestam, the Prayojan Tattvacharya Raghunathaska Swami used this phrase. Nam Shrestam Api Satyaputra. He said, My Guru. Raghunathasa, my guru, gave me the highest conception of the name, the Nam Shrestam, that was distributed by Satchiputra, the son of Sachi, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So that Nam Shrestam, and the name I refer to that I've heard in South India chanted in the temples, it's a different conception behind the name, both of which are included in the Mahamantra. One, one in South India, a more broad, general conception. And the one Raghunathas is speaking about is more, more narrow, uh, narrow, more full, <laughs> more broad, more deep, I should say. Mm. So we, as followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and, and close followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and the Guru, are interested in the, in the more, in the deeper ideal. And so to talk about Ramchandra, who is uh, associated with, not with the Brajavila, with a special department within Maikuntha. Maikuntha means the, the, the part of the, own, the spiritual world, 
And there are thought to be many different compartments there. How many? Hmm. As many as there are different faces of God. And how many different faces of the Godhead are there? Hmm. There is, is mentioned in Bhagavad. Well, there is a list of 28 or so given, for example, in the third canto. Hmm. That list concludes with the word and with the term asankhya. This is a few, but they are uncountable. Uncountable are the faces of Godhead. This is, as an aside, this is, of course, <coughs> very relative to the diksha, to initiation. We take initiation in a particular line from a particular guru, properly understood, with a particular ideal in mind. And the conception behind the mantra given corresponds, uh, and so forth. Hmm. Of course, as worshippers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, we honor all the different avatars. Hmm. We honor Ram, and so forth. But Ram's leela is is not our our ideal. So. When we do honor him, when we do honor Nanasing Hadev and other different avatars and so forth, we uh, want to speak about them in relation to our own Ishta, our own deity, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the founder, Acharya, as Jeeva Swami describes him, of our Sampadaya. He uses that term there. Sarvasambhadini, the founder of his own group of lineages, stemming from his associates and so forth, coming in such a line. The Bhaktivinoda Parivar, as we refer to the family of Bhaktivinoda. <coughs> so, while we point here being, while we honor all the different avatars, we tend to see them in a certain light. We see them through the lens of Chaitanya Vaishnavism, through the person, the deity of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and so forth. So therefore, I've, I've chosen this verse to speak today about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, about Ramana, which also refers to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and, and, and relative to his lila, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's lila, we know that at different times he appeared before his some of his devotees in a six-armed form. He gave them a special vision of himself. He gave his vision to Nityananda Prabhu on the occasion of the Vyasa, the Guru Purnim, the full moon uh, in the month, which comes in July, worshipping the Guru. It was just at this time that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu introduced Nityananda to the devotees. He said, a great person has arrived in Nadia. Go and find him. They looked everywhere and could not find him. And then he said, come, I will find him. They went and found him sitting on the porch of Nityananda Macharja's place and the great meeting between the two brothers, Gaur and Nitai, uh, took place in Gaur Leela. And they went to the house of Sri Vastakur and uh, Nityananda Prabhu was asked to preside over the Guru Puja. He is Akanda Guru Tattva, the reservoir of all the Gurus, if you will, mm-hmm. as, being, as 
Nityananda Ram is referred to by Krishna's Kavarata Swami, reminding us that Nityananda is, is a Ram. This is not Ram Chandra, but Balaram. Hmm? And so, on that occasion, in the course of the Kirtan and so forth that took place, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu showed a six armed form to, to uh, Nityananda Prabhu and he painted Vrindavan Das, records this in, in his Chaitanya Bhagavat. He gives us a blessing that anyone who hears about this will obtain praying. So fortunate <laughs> to refer to it even. Uh, and there it's mentioned that uh, I believe by Bhaktisthana Saraswati Thakur that the six arm form is sometimes shown uh, somewhat differently. Sometimes the two arms of Nusimha, the two arms of Ram, the two arms of Krishna. The reason for this is that, as explained by Rupa Goswami in Lagu Bhagavatamrita, of all the different appearances of Bhagavan, there are three that are Sadaishvarya Purna. Sadaishvarya Purna means that they're full Purna in six opulences wealth, fame, strength, beauty, knowledge, pronunciation. So all of them, three are full. That is Krishna, Ram, and Narasimha. And in an ascending order, they go from the Shringa to Ram to Krishna in terms of the extent to which they exhibited these six opulences. But they exhibited all of them. So they possessed them all in full and showed them to different extents on the scale from higher, lower to higher, from Shringa to Ram to Krishna. Shringa shows the two hands, one holding a lotus and benedicting Prahlad, the other just like this. And it's a lion's hand for tearing apart, uh, taking away all of our material distractions and so forth. Very generous fellow. <laughs> uh, very again, aggressive lover. And Ram, with the two arms holding the bow and the arrow relative to his is Leela in the, in, in the forest. We have to go into that to some extent. And Krishna holding the flute. Charming as he is. Uh, this form apparently was shown to uh, Nityananda Prabhu. And then another two armed form in which the two hands of Krishna, the two hands of Ram in the two hands of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. In this case, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu holding the, 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 the dunda, the staff of the, of the renunciates of the sannyasins, and the water pot, the kamandalu. Hmm? So this is one occasion on which this uh, sakuj form uh, was manifest in the Vailin and other famous places described in Chaitanya Charitamrita, where the, the uh, scholar Sarvabhumabhattacharya was converted by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And he after the conversion, showed him who he was, that I am Ram, I am Krishna. Hmm. It reminds me of uh, when I was young, just before I joined Prabhupada's mission, there was a fellow named uh, Meher Baba who had his posters up around town. His fellow his followers put up that I am Ram, I am Krishna. Of course, he wouldn't show, <laughs> show the six-arm form or the four-arm form, and his two-arm form wasn't that attractive either, but... Um, <laughs> <clears throat> it always kind of stuck with me. Um, I met the, the devotees, 
convinced the next night and quick to tell me who was Brahma, who was who was Krishna, who not only appear in a certain way, but appear with their associates and so on and so forth. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the point is that many people may say their guru is Ram, my guru is Krishna, the guru may say, and so forth. Uh, but we find in Gaudi Vaishnavism is there is a claim amongst people of Bengal and other parts as well that this this Nimai Pandit was Krishna, hmm? who became Sri Krishna Chaitanya when he took sannyas. He is actually Krishna. But they've supported this considerably. Here we're citing a verse from the Bhagavatam that describes him. Hmm? He himself, when taught Sanatana Goswami, the core teachings, made the point that the avatar will be supported by the scripture, so, and by, as well, uncommon activities. So we find those uncommon activities in him, and we find considerable support from the scripture. This is just one verse, there are many. We also find, of course, that he had the claim amongst his followers, the insight that he was Krishna, um, led them to to conclude, theologically astute as they were, that if he's Krishna, then then Radha must be here also, and Yashoda and Nanda, Krishna's friends, and so on and so forth. And then they realized that, that they were that's us, we've come, it's another leva. It's a very extraordinary insight they had. And um, so, good support, point being, for the idea that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is actually Krishna and the avatar. And, and the very sober uh, Sarabhoma, who before he was involved in the discourse, discussion of the, of, of, of the Vedanta with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, dis- dismissed the idea presented by his brother-in-law, Gopinath, that that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is, is, is Krishna himself. And he dismissed it by way of saying, in Kali Yuga, he, God doesn't appear, he's called Triyuga. Hmm. And although Gopinath responds with appropriate verses and so forth, verses can be interpreted in different ways. As it said, even the devil kind of quote the, the scripture, I think. It's a Western biblical uh, statement. He applies. Uh, not that Gopinath was doing that, but <laughs> but the Acharya Sarvam said, oh, there are many interpretations. We're not sentimental. And, uh, so after he was saw the opulence of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, his jnana, I said, there are six opulences, wealth, strength, fame, knowledge. Well, wealth, strength, fame, beauty, knowledge, and renunciation. He was seeing the renunciation in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as a sannyasi. And then when Sarvasat, Boma sat to educate him, thinking, you're a young boy, you're only 25, and you've taken sannyas given up the world, you're very beautiful and charming, and how will you stay in this position of renunciation? Youth is very powerful. The whole world wants youth. Everyone is telling you when you're young, you're desirable. And so you start to think so. And you think you've got time, I'm valuable. <laughs> and, uh, and so forth. How you spend that youth will determine how wealthy you really are. If you waste it, then it's a great loss. Use it wisely. Hmm? Then in old age, you can lead the youth. Hmm? And, they can, and through you, they can understand the folly, the illusion of youth. The illusion of it and the attractiveness of it. 
That is why, of course, Bhagavan appears youthful. Always. Yes, it is attractive. But for us, it comes and goes. And goes uh, quite quickly. And suddenly, I'm 35, I'm 40, and this is my life. This is your life. So, youth is very important time. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was a young boy, only 25, he became a sannyasi. 25? 24? 24. I was fortunate to take sannyasi 25, 40 years ago. Just about this day, 40 years ago, in Vrindavan, from Prabhupada. I suffered from the same problem that uh, Sarabhama perceived. In Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Viryan, how can you maintain this? So he thought to fortify Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's standing in renunciation by speaking to him from the scriptures as to the, the logic of the Vedanta. And in the course of doing so, he uh, rendered an interpretation of the famous Bhagavatam verse, the Atmarama verse, as it's called. And he gave nine or so different meanings, which is quite scholarly. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu sat silently, and his silence unsettled about the charger. A young boy, but the charger was quite old at the time, speaking to him, teaching him, and he readily, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, made himself available for such teaching. But my uncle, practically, he wants to teach me, and certainly I'll take advantage of that. But as he was explaining, he, he had no questions, he remained silent. His silence just caused a kind of, uh, uh, brought a kind of gravity into the room. Hmm? A weightiness. If you go, gravity has, of course, two couple meanings there, putting them together. A weightiness in the room. And, uh, and Sarabhava was made uneasy in his He was trying to make Chaitanya Mahaprabhu steady. He became unsteady. So doubts began to come in him. What is he thinking? I'm teaching him. I'm giving these great explanations. He says nothing. Um, what, uh, what's happening? And it, by his silence, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu created a teaching, a teachable moment in the life of Sarvabhoma. He, he, he was like, what? Answer, say, say something. And so, do, do you understand? Uh, and he question and Mahaprabhu said, I, I understand what you said, yes, but I don't think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, I think that you've taken the meaning of the scriptures that are very clear and clouded them with the imaginary interpretations. And of course, he was teaching the doctrine of, the imaginary doctrine of Mayavad. It's an interesting doctrine that um, in some respects may be attractive to people, but if you look at the core of it, It, it says, for example, that there is no self. There is no individual self. Very different idea from, from Gaudiya Vaishnavism. In Gaudiya Vaishnavism, they say, they say there is a self, and there is a false self, and the real self has certain potentials. And those potentials are the potential to, to be an actor, a doer, an agent of action, a causal agent, a doer, an apprehender, and an experiencer. But its potential to be such, which is what a person's made up of, a person does things, apprehends things, grasps things, 
uh, intellectually and experiences things, qualitative experiences. Experiences red, blue, happy, sad, and so forth. Hmm? It's all relative to being a person. But we can only experience those things or be an experiencer, be an apprehender, be a doer, if we have an environment in which there are things to apprehend, things to experience, and things to do. So material energy provides an environment. The spiritual energy, the Sarupshakti, also provides an environment. And when the jiva, the tatasta jiva, the individual self, is in touch with one of these environments or another, then it's, it's, it's um, potential to be a doer, a knower, an experiencer is manifest. So, the point here is this, that in material life we, we think of ourselves as a doer, as an apprehender, as an experiencer. The Mayavad doctrine of Advaita says, you're none of those things. So this is a little, seems like a somewhat of an artificial imposition. I feel intuitively, and we all conduct ourselves as if we are doers, knowers, experiencers. The teaching is, no, you're, you're, you're none of these things. So it's better, rather... Like a, I say, like an artificial imposition. Whereas, and, and so the corresponding reality or liberated, perfected condition hmm, in that school of thought in Advaita is contentless awareness. Very abstract idea. In Gaudi Vaishnavism, we say, you think you are a doer, an apprehender, an experiencer, and you're right. So it's a very nice fit. In ultimate reality, you are what you think you are now. But now you're experiencing it in relation to a particular environment, the material environment, which is problematic. So your personhood manifests, but it doesn't endure because of the nature of the environment, the material environment. But if you come under the bhakti environment, you can be a doer, a knower, an apprehender hmm, in relation to bhakti, and you can therefore have a personality hmm, that's eternal, and, and which is, of course, arguably required for being a lover. So it's very um, down-to-earth, if you will. The ideal, I'm saying, of Gaudiya Vaishnavism very much corresponds with our present-day experience of, of what we are. I often say, you need only to change the foundation. The building is okay, but the foundation is wrong. Of course, it's not easy to change foundations. But, um, so there is some heavy lifting to be done. But at the same time, which is in, in, in place, so to speak. So... So the Sarvabhambhacharya was what the charge was preaching this Mayamad idea. Mapa would call it an interpretation of the scripture that constitutes kind of clouding the clear meaning with your uh, sun, clear, bright meaning with the, with the cloud of your imagination. And then he spoke. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu spoke, having created this teachable moment by creating a his gravity, if you will, 
And then he gave an explanation of the same verse that the learned scholar Sarvabhoma, who's the most uh, famous logician in all of India for all time, um, he gave nine interpretations of the verse, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave 60-some interpretations of the verse. So the Sarvabhoma, he passed out at, at that. That was an exhibition of the gyan, the opulence of knowledge. He was a sannyasa, so he was detached. Sarvabhoma thought, let me give him some education, some knowledge, so that he could be fortified in this position of detachment, which is not easy to do. The world calls upon us, as I say, especially when we're young. But if we have wisdom and our intelligence is fortified um, by that, theoretically, that can help us and corner us from moving in the wrong direction, so to speak. But he showed a lot of knowledge that uh, far exceeds anything that you will teach. So this was extraordinary in itself. And then Mahaprabhu showed him the six-armed form. He showed him, I am a sannyasi, holding the danda and the kamandu, I am Ram, with the bow and arrow, and I am Krishna, with the flute. Hmm. So this six-armed form, that's what is being discussed here in this verse. Hmm. This particular interpretation of the verse. Hmm. And this is a way that I'm uh, today speaking about Ram, Again, in relation to Chaitanya Leela, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu being our, our deity, how to think of Ram in relation to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. We read this morning how Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in South India um, met a Ram Bhakta. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, whenever he met devotees of Ram, who had real and deep devotion for Ram, he very much appreciated it and honored it. The brother of Rupa Sanatana. Was, uh, was such Anupam he had deep love for Ram Rupa Sanatana and Anupam sat together one night and came to a, to a logical conclusion that Radha Krishna Leela this is the highest ideal therefore we should spend our life worshipping Radha and Krishna but Anupam he accepted that, that theory but he had love for Ram so he couldn't sleep all night <laughs> when Mahaprabhu heard this he was very happy See, glorious is the Lord. The devotee will not give up his Lord, and glorious is the Lord will not give up his devotee. Hmm. So this is a peculiar thing about bhakti, and it's very—it's it's the beauty of bhakti that it has a bias. It is a bias, peculiar because we need to give up material bias to become spiritual. If we're biased, prejudiced, if we're bought and paid for, if a politician, for example, is paid for by the corporation which they all are, then it's a problem for the citizens. He cannot or she cannot um, fairly hmm, administrate and take everybody's opinion equally into consideration because somebody's opinion is providing him with extra chapatis and rights <laughs> in old age, pension and, and, and more. Uh, so, so to be unbiased, right? to be objective, pronunciation corresponds with objectivity. If we're too close to a thing and attached to it, we cannot see it for what it is. Famous saying, Mother named her blind son Lotus Eyes. She was blind by her love for him to see his eyes as like lotuses, although blind eyes are generally not thought to be beautiful. Hmm? But she was beautiful. And her vision was beautiful. What's What's real? Love has the capacity to turn faults into ornaments. Bhakti has the capacity to harmonize all, all 
contradictory <coughs> notions. So in bhakti, there's a bias. It is a bias. There's Ram bhakti. There's Krishna bhakti. But this is a spiritual bias. It's arrived at by in the context of overcoming any material biases. Because it's easy to point out that material biases are something that has to be have to be transcended in order to be spiritual. Uh, it's easy to do that, but then when you start talking about a bias that's spiritual, it makes the head spin a little bit. But uh, it's a more full idea. Spirituality, that means to say, is not just the opposite of material life. From from attachment to detachment, it's from attachment to detachment to another kind of attachment, in which detachment is included. So it's a full idea. Just to go from one polar opposite to the other, you know, but to combine them somehow, hmm? to harmonize both contradictory ideas, attachment and detachment. In the Gyanmark, for example, the path of knowledge, we advance by detachment. Not in bhakti, we don't advance by detachment. Detachment is a byproduct of bhakti, which accrues within us this detachment by way of attachment. Sadhusanga, by attaching ourselves to sadhus, we make progress, and the progress shows itself in the form, in the early stages, in the form of detachment and objectivity. <coughs> that detachment is arising out of a spiritual attachment, attachment to Krishna, to his devotees, to, to chanting the name, and so on and so forth. So there's Detachment inside of the attachment, a full and very nuanced um, idea in Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Love is like that. As I say, it, it, it resolves contradictions. It's a kind of knowing that 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 doesn't have to resolve the contradictions as the mind and the intellect needs to. It can live with them. The intellect can't live with them. It needs to resolve them. Above that, you can say, if you want to think that way, that's okay. (laughs) It doesn't bother me. It's all right. And more. So, so, at any rate, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu converted Sarvabhama Bhattacharya. Where were we? And... And 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 we're talking about a bias. Bhakti is a bias. So in in we, we, we find it that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu he honored the bias of different devotees. Hmm? This bias will come from Sangha, as I say, from attachment. We'll develop a certain Sangha, a certain attachment to our guru, sadhus and so forth, and then a certain kind of bhakti will come into us. Hmm? into our lives, a certain kind of attachment for Bhagavan. Before the attachment starts to come in the higher stages of bhakti, then it could be changed by different association. But at a certain point, then it would be fixed. When Mahaprabhu would see this, for example, in Anupam, the brother of Rupa Sanatana, he was very happy. He couldn't give up his, his, his particular ideal. The devotee we read about in South India, the Mahaprabhu met the Ram Bhakta, also Mahaprabhu honored that. He didn't try to convert him to Krishna Bhakti. Hmm? He did in some instances, instances 
preached the, the virtues of Krishna bhakti, even over Ram bhakti, from his own subjective perspective, and per- persons were converted. Mm. Um, but when he saw that their bhakti was fully developed, then he, and it was beautiful. The, the difference, the variety, was beautiful. Nice example with regard to Ram Lila that I sometimes cite um, to illustrate the point of spiritual bias is the story of Krishna in Dwarka, his capital along the seas on the seaside, where he asked Garuda, his bird carrier, to go and fetch a devotee of his named Hanuman. So Garuda flew to where Hanuman was and said, Krishna, the supreme personality of is calling you. Hop on my back and I'll fly you there. And Hanuman said, Tell him I'll be there in a minute. And Garuda said, oh, What kind of devotee is this? Krishna's personally calling him and he's supposed to be devoted. So he flies back and he says, Krishna, you know, that guy, that monkey, you know, he said, uh, I'll be there in a minute. And Krishna was very pleased. He said, okay, go back and, and, and tell him that Ram wants to see him. Hmm? So <laughs> he back and, and he's still there. His minute, the long minute. Hmm? And he... <laughs> And he said, now, Ram is a dwarf and he wants to see you. And Hanuman said, said, okay, I'll be there in a minute. He said, he said give me a second, is what he said. Give me a second. And, and then he disappeared. And Gurudas thinking, what's with this guy? And so Gurudas flying back alone. And as he's flying back alone... <laughs> He hears, Ram! And he sees Hanuman, who's known for jumping, jumping across the sky, going the opposite way, chanting Ram, the implication of which is, in a second he jumped, he couldn't wait for Garuda's slow, you know, slow boat, slow plane, to Dwarka. He jumped there faster hmm, to be with Ram, had the darshan, and then was coming back the other way. So. Hmm. Such as uh, the nature of the bias within bhakti. Hmm? So these are, this is the, the, the variety that um, beautifies, if you will, the unity. We're unified in that, that in, in, in that we 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 want love, not lust. Hmm? We are not don't want the appearance of love. Hmm? That is attachment that causes us to see people in terms of our own mental sense of self and what we can get from them, fulfill the needs that are artificial, that are a result of identifying with the mental and physical conception of self. In this uh, world, mental world of self, we cannot find a full face of love. To, to come out of that, we're united in this. And then we'll come out through good association, and end up attached to Krishna or Ram, depending upon the lineage and so on and so forth, that we've uh, been fortunate to be uh, connected with. So, Mahabharata Shri Chaitanya there's a number of examples of Ram Bhakti in, amongst his associates. I've cited the, the Brahmin from South India, the, the brother of Rupa Sanatan, and the very Hanuman himself is said to be present in, in Gaurila. Hmm? in the form of Marari Gupta. Mahabharata preached him about Krishna, but he also could not, uh, he liked that, but his, he had 
favoritism towards Ram. And one day, Mahaprabhu wrote and took some tilak like this, chanda, and wrote on his head, Ram. He said, you are Ram. Hmm? So, so, we have a place for Ram Bhakti, a big place in, in Gaudi Vaishnavism. And, and here, this verse is a very important verse. Let me explain it in terms of how it speaks of the different uh, deities, Krishna, Ram, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in, in that uh, order. First of all, Krishna. It says, Oh, he, that Mahapurusha, the god, he gave up the Raj Lakshmi. Hmm? Raj Lakshmi, Raj means king, Lakshmi means Lakshmi. Hmm? It means, uh, if Raj means king, Lakshmi means like fortune, wealth, beauty. Hmm? Um, and of course, the Lakshmi is, is the personified Shakti consort of Narayan. Hmm? Raj Lakshmi, at the same time, while referring to the consort of Narayan, in terms of, the, of, of, of a person, more readily is thought to refer to Rukmini. Hmm? Rukmini is the primal, primary goddess in Mathura. There she was married to Krishna. And then they went to Dwarka later on. So Raj Lakshmi here refers to Mathura and the auspiciousness of it created by her presence there. Chaktvasudus Chadisarebs the Raj Lakshmi. How does it refer to Krishna, Mahapurusha here, who we offer our respect to? Because the Mahapurusha, Krishna, he gave up the Raj Lakshmi by giving up Mathura. He gave up Mathura, how? By being very religious and following the, the, the um, command, if you will, of the very pious Dharmic Vasudeva. Vasudeva is the father of Krishna. Vasudeva and Devaki. Krishna, of course, was born in the prison house. They were there uh, put underground by by. by by Kamsa, and when Krishna was born, when he appeared in the in the in the prison house, Vasudeva and Devaki told you should hide yourself. Some vatsalya, some parental love came. You should hide yourself, and so Vasudeva took him away from Mathura, across the Jamuna, to the Vrindavan, and he cooperated with that. So he followed the advice of the Dharmic Brahman Chatriya, but Dharmic Chatriya. Dharmishtari Vatasa. He followed the words of Vasudev. And Dharmishtari Vatasa, he entered the forest. From the city of Mathura, he went into the, into the forest of Vrindavan. And there, Mayamrigam, Daitaitaitamangadhava. There, Anvadhava, he ran around the forest everywhere, barefoot, as a coward with his friends, running from one forest to another, to another, to another, as Prabhupada depicts him in his prayer. Hmm? Hmm? 
Kotavani tutti tutti mani kaili tutti sedi in Kotavimor. When will I catch up with that barefoot coward running here and there throughout the days, throughout the day herding cows through the various forests of Vrindavan and so on and so forth? Hmm? So, Anbadhava means he's running throughout the forest this is what he did hmm? but hmm? what is the driving force behind all that running hmm? what is the driving force why is he going into the forest what, what is his inner purpose you know because he is a rigam means a it, it means an animal here Maamrigam means here, in this context, a toy animal. He wandered around the forest like a toy animal. What's that mean? Like a teddy bear, like a stuffed animal. Like if a young girl says, Oh, I want to have a stuffed, stuffed cow. You know, <laughs> we have one in the kitchen. Very charming. Uh, so, yeah, it means this. He's running around Vrindavan everywhere, completely under the influence of Radha's love. In relation to whom he's like a teddy bear, like he like she. He does she like you could take a doll and do what you want with them. Hmm? He's a doll only in the hand of Radha. He's going to the forest for herding cows, but on the pretext of such, he's actually trying to rendezvous with with Radha and so forth. This is what the driving force in his life. Hmm? Also in the Prophet's prayer, did he say? And the big Krishna Punya Tabla. Oh, he says, Radharani Kushe Habi Druati Boleto Matai. That is one thing is sure he says. This is a prayer that Prabhupada wrote to Krishna on the boat asking him for the power to do his service. He said, one thing is sure, my dear friend, buddy, he said, that if Radharani is pleased with you, then your life is successful. Hmm? This is the essence of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. There's in one beautiful Bengali verse. If Radharani is pleased with you, then your life will be successful. I want to advise you about this. Now, by the way, he goes on, of course, Radharani message has come through my guru and asked me to do something. So I think if you give me the power to do it, that will be good for you. Because Radharani will be pleased with you and your life will be successful. This is how we, this is how we all got here. <laughs> you Krishna thought, that's very good reasoning. Yeah. Take the power. Nityananda Prabhu with Balaram and do the work of your guru. Do the work of Radharani. And distribute bhakti, Krishna Bhakti to the Western world, which is what he was uh, aspiring to do and had, in his own opinion had been charged to do by his guru who said, Bhaktisiddhanta said, have you ever he said to him, you should try to preach in English so he took it as like an order here we are today, very fortunate so in this way this verse speaks about Krishna he was, a, he was a stuffed animal in the hands of Radha he's running all over Vrindavan in the pretext of doing this that and the other thing his heart. This is what it's all about. Those who know, they try to assist him in that. This is Gaudiya Vaishnavism. So then, we go to Ram. How the verse speaks about Ram. This is the Sadhus, right? Chitin Mahaprabhu. So, all six arms, two hands of Krishna playing the flute. Then Ram comes. Chakvasudu saying, Tadusurebsa Tadachalakshmi. 
So we know in the Ram Lila that Ram was destined to be the heir to the throne of Dasarath. But by some intrigue, then uh, on the day before his coronation, his one of the wives of, uh, of Dasarath, who had been affected by bad association. Hmm? She got bad association and was told that Dasarath, he's going to make Ram the king, not your son. Hmm? Ram is the, is the son of one of his other wives, but you should, your son should be the king. Hmm? This is the whole problem that, that Bhagavad Gita forgave, for, for example, begins with Dharma Kshetra, Guru Kshetra, Samaveta Yutsava, Mamaka Pandavas Jaiva Kimakuru Vatasandra. Mamaka, Mam. It's a very small word, my. Small in English too. It's only two letters. My, but it's a big problem. <laughs> my sons, not your sons. And the whole war came out of this. My country, not your country. You see all these problems. Sexism, racism, um, Nationalism, so it's all just arising out of the bodily constant of life. As much as we're in it, these problems will remain. We may reduce them to some extent, one extent or another. It, 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 it may, may look like we live in peaceful times, but probably in recent peaceful times, more people have died than in some of the more uh, earlier wars with swords and, uh, and lances and horses and so forth. Um, so it's just the nature of the world it's the nature of the bodily concept of life it's a very unbecoming ugly affair mm. our bodily identification causes this kind of bias that I was speaking about earlier about to overcome mm. in the context of it developing a bias towards Krishna, Ram so on and so forth mm. it's the cause of all problems the Bhagavad Gita begins with this what did my sons ask, and the sons of Pandu do he's making this differentiation so, my. From the my comes an I. Hmm. What I think is mine determines what I am. I am, used to be as a kid, and I wasn't, but it's a popular advertisement. I am a Marlboro man. There was a guy on a horse smoking. Now he's coughing. <laughs> but, uh, you know, my, our my determines our sense of I. My country, I am American. So it says nothing is mine. The I that arises out of the sense of my has no standing either. Hmm. It will not endure. It's here today and be gone tonight. Hmm. Big problem. Hmm. So, bad association, this is the idea based on the bodily concept of life, which we're, we're, we're tipped in the direction of. So we're susceptible to such. So she became susceptible. And the teaching is also, see how susceptible you are to this. So keep good association always. Because there's a little bit of association, you go a long way. A little good association will go a long way as well. But we should keep ourselves fortified with good association. So this bad influence came in, and huge problem for the kingdom. King Vodasarath, which was all geared up now to honor the passing of the crown, the coronating of Ram, 
who was just the beloved of everyone, including uh, Barra, his elder brother, who was it, Kaike? Was influenced to think that your son Barra should be the king. And do you remember, she was told, that you, the king gave you a promise that, it, that she had done something that he gave her. Any time you asked, you, you wanted, uh, if you give you a promise that you ask me one thing and I will, whatever it is, I will fulfill it. Something I forget the incident that gave rise to that promise on the part of the king. But the bad association told her, remember that you had a promise. So now you go to him and say, you made me promise that whatever I wanted one time, I asked him to get it. So my request is this, that Ram not become the king, but rather that he be banished to the forest, and that my son, my son, Bharat, be the king. Hmm. Such corruption, even in Ayodhya. Hmm. Of course, this is the Prakat Leela. In this world, these things come in the context of the Leela to teach us something, that we might know what the Leela is really about and enter into the real Ayodhya, for example, where there are no such problems. Hmm. Same occurs in Christian Leela. There are some evil influences, demons, and so forth. But in Aprakate, the unmanifest Leela, the ideal, yeah, they're not found. They're here to teach. So she asked the next day, and the king just about died to hear such a thing, and the whole kingdom along with it. But she may remain steadfast. Well, she, she, she remained steadfast uh, in wanting that. But more than that, Ram. Here the words are used. He was very dharmic. So he wouldn't. This is the, it's, it's very painful hmm, to see the, the, the measure of the, of the dharma of Ram. That's how we know that he's God, because no one could be so good, so truthful, so, you know, to do what's right, it's always the right time to do the right thing. Martin Luther King was a good one. It's always the right time to do the right thing. To live like that is very kind of superhuman. It's superhuman. As I've said before, in the life of a sadhu, if he or she is actually a sadhu, there will we, we, he can say or she can say, I'm experiencing God. How can we know that? We can't enter into the private, subjective experience of the meditative saint I realize, I experience this, that I'm eternal, hmm. even though that my material body will die. How do we know? Hmm. What, 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 why should we believe that? How can we, we can't access that, we can't verify that. Hmm. But we believe it because there are other observable symptoms in a sadhu that are superhuman. Hmm. That the sadhu has risen above the, the passions of the world. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an incredible idea to be equally balanced in, you know, in, in the face of all opposites. Hmm? Kipling's poem, If, very much personifies this ideal, which was, uh, is a kind of a core in poem explanation of the philosophy of the Gita. Hmm? The, philo- the underlying philosophy of the Gita, which brings us to non-duality. Transcendent goods and bads, happies and sads, all of which appear in the mind and so forth. Hmm? On that plane of non-duality, then there's a room for a spiritual duality, the bias for Rama, Krishna, as I was speaking about earlier. So the theology in which there's a bias 
rests, the art, if you will, of Krishna Lila and Ram Lila is drawn on the canvas hmm, of non-duality, having risen above the, again, the material biases and prejudices and so forth. So we can see that in a person. And we, we, it's really, this is supernatural. We can, we can see the supernatural has been demonstrated. Hmm? And of course, it's interesting that the supernatural is what everybody wants their kids to be and themselves to be as well. In other words, the ideals that the life of a sadhaka posit. Hmm? Everybody actually wants to be like that or thinks that's how you should be, but we think it's not possible entirely, so we'll do it to some extent and, and so on and so forth. And there is no system in the world to focus entirely on arriving at that other than genuine spiritual practice itself. It has it as its focus and it does produce results. But not many people entering the school. Hmm. Even though everybody admittedly, by their words, by their actions, wants that. Hmm. You follow what I'm saying? We want that people should be unbiased and fair and to be perfectly fair and balanced and kind. And, and, and How can you be kind hmm? and remain in the bodily concept of life? To some extent we can be kind. We can move in that direction. Until we come out of it entirely, how can we be fully a giver? And we still need to feel we need to take because we're identified with something that has needs. Hmm? But everybody says you should be kind. You should. I mean, it's simple. These are simple things. With the golden rule: do unto others as you do unto yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. How can you do that <laughs> unless you understand a neighbor and I come from the same place, from the ground of being? We are the nature of consciousness. Therefore, the Gita says, Krishna says in the Gita in the sixth chapter, the perfect yogi is one who understands the sufferings of others to be his own. You see, we're not different. On a certain level, we are all consciousness. We each a monad of consciousness, and in touch with bhakti, we can be different on top of that. We can be one and arise above the dualities of material existence and enter the spiritual world and have dualities of differences that are beautiful rather than ugly, as they are here. Hmm? So, today I'm going to continue the description of the Leela, the context of the verse. Ram was very dharmic. He was very, he was superhuman in this sense. He's one of the human avatars, human-like avatars. Hmm? What he does that's superhuman primarily is he acts in this way. He, 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 so here was the whole kingdom, the whole kingdom said, forget that promise. That's nuts. You know? So he gave a promise. You know, and, and she wants, she's got bad association. There's very good reason to say, forget it. You know, the, the, don't grant her the promise. Ram should be the king. Barred himself. No, you know, he should be the king. So, but Ram, no. My dad made a promise. <laughs> My dad gave his word. And so, I'm going to see that my father's word is upheld. Hmm? He's an Aryan, he's, he's a proper uh, Dharmic person, so what he says uh, should, uh, should, should come, come true. Hmm? And, and so, in spite of many good reasons, we get, he did that. And he entered the forest. And he gave up Rajvakshmi to his Sita. 
he was prepared to. Hmm? But then Sita somehow reasoned her way into the, into the occasion and brought along um, Lakshman. Hmm? Sita, Lakshman, and Ram into the forest. So, continuing with the verse. And there in the forest, Mayamrigam, this is a famous central uh, 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 point section of the Ram Lila. Hmm? We just touched on one the, the banishing of Ram from the kingdom. Hmm? Now he's in the forest. The central event in the forest that then that, that the rest of the entire Ramayana plays out of is Mayam Rigam That means Mayam Rigam. Rigam means animal. And it means a deer. Hmm? A deer. Mayam Rigam. But a special kind of deer. A Mayak deer. A magical deer. Hmm? So, this Ravana, a key, the materialist in the Ram Leela, hmm? uh, he approached Maricha, hmm? a mystic Rakshasha man eater, and he told him that he wanted him to help him in defeating Ram, which Maricha said, <laughs> You're nuts. I already had an encounter with Ram earlier, and this guy's like off the map. You, know, you can't defeat him. Mm-hmm. It's not possible. I've tried to advise you about this before, but you, know, you don't listen to good advice. You only hear what you want to hear rather than what you need to hear. And Ram said, well, that's what I'm like. And so <laughs> Robin said, and so yeah, that's what's happened. So he, so he convinced him, and which Maricha said, this will be the death of myself and you and a whole group, but what can I do? I'm under your command, so uh, I'll do it. So he, through his yogic powers, which are not the property only of sadhus, apparently. Hmm? So, so therefore we're not very much enamored by, by such displays of the powers that can, different people with different motives can attain them. So he had the power, the story goes, to turn himself into a magical golden deer. Hmm? Very beautiful description, Ramayana, of this deer. And the idea was the deer would frolic through the forest and Sita would become attracted to the deer and and then well that's what happened so Sita saw the deer and said oh Ram look at that extraordinary deer if you could catch him we could have him as a pet <laughs> and uh, and and Ram and Lakshman said looks to me like it's a Rakshasha Lakshman was seeing through the magic of the Maya of the, the Mahamaya of the Rakshasha hmm? But Sita dismissed uh, uh, Lakshman. And Ram tended to concur with him, but he thought, okay, if it's a Rakshasha, I should, I should capture him anyway. Hmm? It's not, then I've got a prize pet for my Sita. So, uh, meanwhile, the deer bounded through the forest, and so Ram went, went, went after the deer. Hmm? Lakshman was concerned. Hmm? Right? And uh, stay to protect Sita. Ram said, you stay here, you protect Sita, and I'll go and get the deer. Mm-hmm. 
And so he chased the deer, when it, the deer went a great distance, and then he captured the deer and killed the deer and was a rakshasha. But as the rakshasha Maricha was dying, he yelled out in the voice of Ram, Lakshman, hello! And Sita heard, and Lakshman heard the voice of Ram, and Sita said, let's go. Ram's calling. He needs help. This is a very trying <coughs> moment for, for Lakshman. Hmm? And he said, no, I'm not going in. Ram's fine. Ram's fine. I'm staying right here. And so she said, so what kind of brother are you? What kind of friend are you? You want me You want me for yourself? Therefore, you're willing to let Ram undergo difficulty and, 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 and perhaps be destroyed and, and, and so that you can have me for yourself. This is like a stake in the heart of, of Lakshman. Hmm? Krishna's Kaviraj brings this up in Chaitanya Chiritamrita after his beautiful description of the ontological position of, of Nityananda Prabhu, Nityananda Ram. Hmm? At the end, he says, he tells that this, this Nityananda Prabhu, he is Balaram. Hmm? And he is the elder brother of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, as he is the elder brother of Krishna. Because in Ram Lila, hmm, he appeared as the younger brother and he said, I'm never doing that again. I will never be the younger brother of, 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 of the Godhead. I will only appear as the older brother. I cannot take it. Being <laughs> under him is just terrible. <laughs> I've got to be over him in some capacity. Hmm? And uh, so in Krishna Lila, he's the elder brother. He's the Mariana Purusha, the person who watches the, the character of Krishna, make sure he behaves properly, as asked of him by Mother Yashoda. Of course, he doesn't think that going with the gopis is bad behavior, so he turns a blind eye to it. <laughs> and Gorli appears as the elder brother, maybe not the devotee, because of him, we have the devotee sympathy. He started the whole thing. Hmm. So, but in Ramlila, he was in a very difficult situations. It was very painful for him. And, of course, Sita's pleading, and so then he made a circle around Sita. This is like a circle of fire. So don't go outside of the circle. And then he went to find Ram. And then uh, Robin came and, and uh, kidnapped Sita. Of course, we learned this morning that he only kidnapped a Mayak form of Sita. But for the sake of the Leela, it appeared like a real form of Sita. And so, again, the whole rest of the Leela comes out of this particular event. So we've touched on some core events of Ram Lila. Hmm? We'll include in this, in, in this extension from the verses, so what the verse is talking about. Because she desired it, Ichita, hmm? um, being merciful to her, Ram went after the Mayamrigam, the magic deer. Hmm? And of course, when she was kidnapped, then Ram rode throughout the forest and secured the help of various creatures, including the great monkey Hanuman. Hanuman And they went to the and Ram and returned to Ayodhya and so on and so forth. Hmm? So all the essence of that is this verse. Is the point is the verse about Krishna. It's the verse about Ram. And of course it's the verse about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. We'll conclude this. He, that Mahapurusha, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he gave up for Rajalakshmi, Vishnu Priya Devi, his wife, and took sannyas 
So those touches the ribs to the attraction. The whole of Nadia was in love with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. The whole of Nadia. And and for him to take sannyas, not only he gave up Vishnu Priya, but he gave up the whole of Nadia. He had to go and sannyas means to enter the forest. It's a poetic way of speaking about leave the, 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 the metropolitan area, the world of social intercourse and so forth and and, and whatnot, the Gramikata, the gossip, but in, in, going to away from the world, to leave the world, to enter into the forest. He gave up the whole loving community and entered the forest and ostensibly he did so on the plea of fulfilling the words of a Brahman. So, Dharmishta Aryabhatasayaragarana. Mahaprabhu is very dharmic. Hmm? As a sannyasi, in particular, its adherence to the, to, the, to the ashram of a sannyasi was extraordinary. Extraordinary measure of knowledge and renunciation. Hmm? He made the elderly sannyasis like Parmanapuri and Keshavabharati were like grandfathers to him. Staunch old sannyasis wearing only deer skins and so he made them nervous about their sannyas commitments and so forth as a 24 year old boy hmm. very extraordinary measure of, 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 of renunciation we find in him so he, he has the dharma hmm, of Ram if you will he's superhuman in that respect hmm. very dharmic and there was he was cursed by a brahman who who, who was not allowed to enter into the kirtan of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the house of Srivas. Hmm? He was not allowed. He said, I should be allowed to enter because I am pure. I live only by drinking milk. Mahaprabhu laughed and said, you think that's what purity constitutes? That kind of purity does not get you into my kirtan. He said, I curse you then. But you will never have a happy family life. So Mahaprabhu said, okay, then we fulfilled the curse, and in due course, he took sannyas, his family life was broken. Hmm. So the point is, he's very dharmic. In Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, we find the dharma, of dharmic nature of Ram, but we find a preoccupation with Krishna, who appears adharmic, going with gopis and who's on the surface, hmm. which enables us to understand that this gopi lila and so forth is super dharmic. Hmm? You understand? Hmm? It appears adharmic, but somebody who is so dharmic like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, such a perfect sannyasi, that even elderly sannyasis were frightened by the measure of his adherence to this, the strictures of the life of sannyas. Hmm? That person, the strength on which he is so dharmic, was his preoccupation internally with the affairs of. Vrindavan people and gopis with Krishna, which on his face looks like, I don't know if I want to go there. Krishna's dancing with other people's wives, and what's this? So it's not what it appears to be. It, it is what it is we can understand through the person of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. That's why Bhakti Milotakur said, I was brought up with a bias against the Bhagavatam, thinking it was kind of a sex book, or, you know, in the name of scripture or something like that. But when I came in touch with Chaitanya Charitamrita and understood the Bhagavatam, through the person of Chaitanya, then I could understand it. It was super religious. Hmm? 
सवाईपुंसम परोधार्म परोधार्म प्रेमधार्म Above the dharma of the varnashram, above the dharma of being yogically balanced, and so on and so forth, this this prey, this madness, this ex- extreme bias of the inhabitants of Vrindavan hmm? towards Prajnananda and Krishna. Hmm? This is what he had, and this preoccupation internally allowed him to be so stout morally, if you will, externally. So we find in him Krishna and Ram. Is what I'm saying in both. ಸನ್ಯಾಸಿ teaching all these things by Brahma this is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Shri Govinda Mahaprabhu Ki Jai Jai Ram Ram Ki Jai Jai ಸಾಧು ಅಂಡ್ ಯು ಶುಡ್ ಬಿ ರೆಸ್ಪ 
respected and so forth. Just like a policeman has a certain uniform and you respect them or they shoot you these days. <laughs> um, so um, uh, we should ask them some questions first and then shoot, shoot later. But, uh, uh, and, and to speak as a preacher, as a sannyasi, wearing the cloth of a, of a sannyasi, we, should, we will be able to speak well as much as we can listen well we actually ask and try to understand what people think and how they feel and so forth then we can we don't listen to them we just regurgitate some some dogma that we've heard that will not be effective we have to listen in order to chant we have to listen in order to speak well hit the heart touch the heart of people so at any rate he created order and he called his renunciates living drums that could go here, there, and everywhere. And so, we followed in that line. I was given a sannyas by Parapravad. It's an it's a, it's a, it's a innovation in lineage and its effectiveness. Some people question, there's never been, what is this, new, new, newfangled thing, they're dressed like this, they're not goading people. But you have to judge a thing, of course, by the results. And who we are with the results. See, the prophet was such a sannyasi, he came to the Western world, and so on and so forth. So, it's a very, it's been a very useful uh, innovation tool, if you will, that Dr. Sadhana put in place. And so, we're following that. So, again, um, along those lines, I asked Sanatana to, to go move in that direction. I'm not giving him sannyas today, but I'm going to give him a saffron cloth to wear. And, Maybe sometime in the future, uh, we'll plan to give him some answers. Well, so you began to wear this, and everybody look at you like you're important, and, <laughs> and you should know that you really got some work to do. <laughs> Live up to the expectations of the, the cloth, and uh, and be um, living kind of drum, if you will, uh, which people are seeing you can understand what is the standard of Gaudi Vaishnavas. You know, speak, also speak uh, appropriately with support from scriptures you have to study and speak and set a good example. It's not the people who can die. It's not the people who can die. So, Arctic questions. Any questions?